0: Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Um, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. RatchetandRatchet Ratchet at gmail.com is the email address. You can leave a review at podchaser.com. Um, this just getting out of hand. Not y'all. Like, y'all are dope. Oh, by the way, uh, patreon.com uh, slash single simulcast. And there's a buy me a coffee. I will get the information in a bit. This shit that I'm talking about is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I'm talking about this book and how they're just throwing everything together. However, I am so, 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 so happy that Gavin lost his job. Because he lost his job or some punk shit. He lost his job because he still thinks he controls his wife. He lost his job because James, who is the only other black person in the entire firm, then hit. well, now he's the only black person in the firm (laughs) up top, um, Found from Gavin, who talks too fucking much anyway, that he and his wife were divorcing and so James decided to go spit his game because, fuck, Annalise looks good. And Gavin decided to get possessive and run up on James. Why? Why? Why exactly did you do that? Why did you go from 0 to 100? Just because she left the cafe after he walked in, she walked out smiling and shit. That doesn't mean that he was fondling her under the table. And if he did, she would have just, the same way she, you, by the way, number one sound effect. <laughs> so... You got mad and you lost your job over nothing, but it's all good because you're a pump motherfucker. Also, I just want to point out that Gavin talks way too much, like I said before. He talked way too much to the other only black dude in his office in Houston. Told the other black dude in his office in Houston about how he was fucking Zakiya in the the house and the whole nine yards. Remember that? Book one? Fucker just can't shut up. This is his own fault. I don't care. I'm going to start my own firm. It don't matter. You're probably going to tell some sort of trade secrets that are going to get you sued. You punk bitch. Anyways. Chapter 20, Annalise. Never in a million years did I think that I would get that much satisfaction in shoving those damn divorce papers in Gavin's face. As long as it worked, I didn't regret it one bit. Basking in my victory when I left his office, I stopped past the cafe next door. Grabbing a Danish, I was on my way out the door but was stopped by the same guy I saw staring at me in Gavin's building. Not knowing if they knew each other or not made me hesitant to even respond when he called himself checking on me. Reserved with my answers, I told him that I was fine, but that still didn't keep him at bay. He was still on me like white on rice. Although it was flattering, it had me cautious. I tried my best to run up out of there, but this man, James, hit me with every compliment known to man. What he was up to, I didn't know, nor did I care. It was those type of men that got me in trouble. Looking down at my stomach... I was reminded just how it could happen. Shit. So guys, look, just want to say this real quick. Y'all, y'all possessing motherfuckers. If you're not a possessive motherfucker, you probably are. But um listen up. Everybody else, earmuffs. When you think your wife or your significant other or your whoever is fucking around on you, chances are they're not. When you think they're going to work and having sex with their co-worker on, in the staircase and then you find out, you go to their job and you find out they ain't even got a fucking staircase, they're probably not. When you think that they're talking to somebody because they smile at them, that's just your insecurities. And what I've learned from a million different movies and a bunch of different books is that when you cheat on somebody, all of a sudden you become real hypersensitive about what they're doing back to you. But still, fuck Gavin. Nigga, nigga lost his job. We need to celebrate. Um, leaving downtown, I crossed the bridge and made my way to North Portland. All the way there, Daylo was blowing up my phone. After the last time I talked to him and cussed him out about loosely sleeping with all these different women, there wasn't nothing much more to say. Since I didn't need his child support or any other support from Dalo, there was no reason to deal with him. The baby wasn't here yet, and when that time came, I would cross that bridge. Until then, he needed to keep his distance from me. Not only for my sake and the sake of our unborn baby, but for his sake. Because if he didn't leave me alone, he'd be locked up or sliced up. It was his choice. Yeah, I was done with guns. After killing Tommy, it was too much to deal with. And plus, I didn't want those things around my baby. There were other ways to protect your family other than using a gun. Too bad it took a murder by my hands to teach me that. I don't know if they're trying to send a message right there or not, but come on, you can do better than that. I mean, I'm not even a gun advocate. I'm just saying, like, you. So you're not going to use guns, but you'll gladly use a knife. Like, what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shoot you once and you die. I'm gonna give you a thousand paper cuts. I'm gonna stab you with this paper clip. Like, what the fuck? I had never regretted anything so much in my life. It seemed as though I had nothing but regret since I moved back to Portland. I regretted sleeping with Dalo for sure. Not only because he wasn't about shit, but because he had three women pregnant at the same damn time. I hated that Michaela was right about him. If he wasn't trying to be with me, what was his purpose for sleeping with me? I guess he was using me to get all he could out of me. Thank God I had caught up Zakia's ratchet ass and she gave me the tea. Apparently, Dela had been making fools out of both of us, which is why I couldn't understand why he was still calling me. He could take those phone calls and shove them up his ass because I was done. I didn't need Dalo for his dick or his money. Hell, as far as I know, he didn't have much money. And don't let me get started on the community dick he was blessing everybody with. Is that the term now? Because Mikayla said it before? Is that the term now? Community dick? Like, okay. I guess that's a term. I'm learning. Community dick. I didn't have a problem with him fucking other women. But what the fuck? What? Hold on. Community dick. I wasn't. They had three women pregnant about the same time. So if you didn't have a problem with him fucking other women, you have a problem with him fucking other women raw. But then he fucked you raw and you didn't have a problem with that. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like just wear condoms. Like if you're, if you're get a vasectomy or just wear condoms or do both. Like fucking double up because even if you get a vasectomy, you can still get an STD. So, you know, wear a fucking condom. They don't feel the, they feel like rubber. What the fuck are you expecting to feel like magical pin cushions? Like what? You want it to feel like a pocket pussy inside of a condom? It feels like fucking rubber. It feels like latex. Put it on. Avoid kids. Leave out happy. When y'all fuck up and break up, zippity doo bitch. <sighs> After all, he wasn't my man anyway. Sure, we were sleeping together, and I have made him a full-ass man cave in my motherfucking house, but we ain't together. You know, I just made him his own room in my house and shit. But he wasn't mine. So why did I do the shit I did for somebody who wasn't even my man? Call me stupid. I ain't stupid. I'm going to call you. You asked me to, so I'm going to do it for you. I'm your friend. Dalo definitely played my ass all the way to the left. And now he was calling me for what reason? I didn't know. I decided to find out, though, because something had to give. He needed to know that I wasn't putting up with his bullshit crumbs of leftover affection anymore. I hit the talk button on my steering wheel. What, boy? I answered. Boy? There you go with that stupid talk, he clowned. You wasn't calling me boy when blah, blah, blah. Get to the point of why you called me before I hang this phone up. Damn. Look, I know you're probably mad. Probably mad? Nigga, I'm pissed. How dare you sling that dick my way knowing you've been raw dogging it all over town? You go raw dogging it. I fussed. First of all, I ain't swing it your way until you invited me to do it. Second, I never slept with Carmen once I have been kicking it with you. I don't give two shits when you were kicking it with her. The fact that she's pregnant, you didn't even bother to tell me. Tell you for what? Her baby don't concern you? Really? That's going to be my child's half-sibling. You don't think I should know about it? No! I was going to tell you when the time was right. The time wasn't right because I had just found out about your ass being pregnant, he countered. Zakia got a big fucking mouth that she's getting exactly what she wanted. She wanted to get this reaction out of you and you planned right into her fucking hands. Oh, so don't play into her hands, we're playing to yours, right? I asked. Nobody's asking you to play into my hands, Lisey. Don't call me that. What? I've always called you Lisey, he said. Don't call me that no more. I told you only my friends get to call me that, and you ain't a friend, I said. Nah, you right. I'm your baby daddy irritate me even more I don't want you to have nothing to do with this child I stated I don't want your money I don't want your presence I don't want you in my baby's life at all that's my baby too boy bye I don't have time for this shit I said what I said and I meant it if I need to get a restraining order to keep you away from me and my baby then I will how you gonna get a restraining order on me when I ain't done shit to you I never threatened you or tried to harm you for nothing you women so fucking crazy cause y'all want a nigga to fuck, but as soon as you find out y'all ain't the only one, y'all wanna holler about a restraining order. This nigga sound like he got experience. He's been through the fires. <laughs> like he's seen this shit before. He got a faraway look in his eye as he set up the table and drank his whiskey. These women be so fucking crazy. Man, they just want a nigga to fuck. But as soon as y'all find out you ain't the only ones we fucking with, you want to get a restraining order on a nigga. Let me tell you about 68. <clears throat> Dalo, nah nah, that's bullshitting you know it. I ain't did shit to you. Carnin Zakia been pregnant before you, but you wanna act like I was fucking you over or something. We wasn't even in no damn relationship though, he continued. Maybe not, but ain't no maybe not shit. We were never together. We kicked it and we had sex, but we were never a couple. But we ain't gotta be a couple for me to get visitation with my kid. I won't put your name on the birth certificate. You ain't got to, Annalise. I can go to court and get a DNA on my baby. Either way, you ain't going to just shut me out of my child's life just because you mad. I may not be a good nigga to y'all women, but I'm a great dad and that ain't something you about to take away from me. So try me if you want to, but I bet that shit ain't going to work the way you want it, he said. Shit, I may as well look for a lawyer right now since you want to fight me and shit. Speaking of lawyer, ain't your husband one? Let me see if I can find that nigga to represent me. Dalo busted out laughing right before the phone went dead. I had to admit that he did piss me off more than I already was. I was so mad I had to pull the car over to let out some steam. Veering into the Walmart parking lot, I just sat in my car screaming. (coughs) The sound of somebody pounding on my window stopped me. I looked up and saw the same dude from Gavin's office. What the hell? Did he follow me or something? I was sure the surprise expression on my face spoke volumes. I put a crack in the window. I I promise you that I'm not following you. I just happened to pull in the parking lot and caught your blow up. Are you okay? James asked. I'm fine. Are you sure? Yeah, thanks for checking on me. You can go about your business now, I said as I raised my window. Damn, niggas, I'll be knocking on motherfuckers' windows. Like, that's fucking creepy. I'm a jumpy nigga as it is. Bad nerves. I will fuck you up. You never knock on a nigga's window, so don't be knocking on a girl. Oh, oh. You know what? Without even glancing up, I knew he was still there. What, nigga? That's me adding in the nigga. It just looked like you can use a friend. Let me take you off for a coffee at that Starbucks over there, he suggested as he pointed to the coffee shop. I'm just concerned about you. I don't trust you. But you don't know me. You work with my husband. I used to work with your husband, he said. What? I asked, confused. He got fired today. Oh, shit. Now that was definitely a story there. Gavin got fired today. Hell, I just saw him over there. What the hell could have happened for him that gotten himself fired? Maybe that coffee wasn't such a bad idea after all. I'm telling you, though, niggas, don't be knocking on people's windows. That shit is just fucking, it's bad. It's bad idea, bad news, bad creepy. Don't do it. That shit will get you shot. And now we're just time skipping everywhere. You know, to rush towards the finale, I guess. Michaela, Chapter 21, sorry. Michaela. Two weeks later. Annalise walked in and I couldn't wait to share my news with her. Where you been, girl? I asked. I told you I had a doctor's appointment this morning. What's going on? She asked. Joe called. He's ready to see me. So, you moving back home? I hope so. I'm going to bring all my things just in case. If not, I guess I'll be back. What time did your flight leave? She asked sadly. In a couple hours. Her face took on a look of sadness. What's wrong? Why do you look so sad? I thought you'd be happy that I was getting out of your hair. Well, to be honest, I really enjoyed having you around. I'm going to miss you after you leave. Well... I enjoy being here too, sis, but I really miss my kids and my husband. I've been praying for this day for a long time. If it makes you feel any better, I'll be back to visit you and plan your baby shower. Does she even think about Tommy? Like... Two weeks later, like, so Tommy's dead. She, He just died. Two weeks later, like, I'm just excited to see my husband. Now we have no encumbrances. We have no situationships going on. I hope Joe's fucking around on her. I hope she comes home and Joe's like, here's my new girlfriend, bitch. I just wanted to give you divorce papers hand to hand. Pow. Like that. Like that. Oh, thanks, sis, she said as she hugged me. I'd appreciate that. Of course. I mean, I am the godmother. You assuming like shit. You sure are. I guess that worked. Have you packed already? Yes, girl. I packed as soon as I got my flight information. I'm anxious to go home and work on my marriage. I hope that Joe's on the same page because I can't take another month away from my little ones, I said. Over this month, I had sat back and thought of nothing but my kids and husband. Sure, I had made some mistakes, but I learned from them. If my husband gave me another chance, I would never make the mistake of cheating on him again. If we are having difficulties in our marriage, especially in the bedroom, we will work it out. (coughs) I totally understand. I know that you've been missing your babies. Believe it or not, I've been praying for you and Joe to work things out. I hope he takes you back, she said. Me too, sis. So, what'd the doctor say? Well, I'm twelve and a half weeks along. I have this little small bump now, she said as she stood and raised her shirt. She had such a little bump, but it was so cute. I hadn't really noticed it until she put the thingy on my belly so I could listen to the baby's heartbeat. You have no idea how I felt when I heard that sound for the first time, sis. Tears immediately started spilling. I can only imagine. I remember when I was pregnant for the first time. At first, I didn't think I could do this. You know, have a baby by that... That dog, I finished for her, with his community dick. Annalisa told me about how Dalo had not only gotten her sister pregnant, but some other chick too. I couldn't believe that young dude had been giving up the dick like that, serving it up raw like that. Ill. Previously, I had advised Annalisa to get tested for STD as soon as she informed me. Thankfully, she had gotten tested at the clinic and then at the doctor's office today. I was glad that she was clean because considering who was up in her and not knowing who he was up in was a good reason to be alarmed. Annalise was damn lucky that she didn't have anything though. I certainly understand why you'd have second thoughts about having the baby, but don't do it for Dalo. Have your baby for you, Annalise. I mean, you weren't ready when you were with Gavin and there's a reason for that. Notice how as soon as you got that house and he met your sister, he started fucking you over. There's a reason God wouldn't allow you to stop taking birth control during your marriage. Now that you and Gavin are divorcing, maybe God thought it was the right time, I explained. Maybe you're right because even though I'm not having this baby under the best circumstances, I couldn't be happier. I really want this baby, Michaela, and I know I'm going to be a great mommy, she admitted with tears in her eyes. Hugging my best friend, I held her close. I wasn't sure when I'd get out here again, but I knew it was going to be at least a few months if Joe decided to work things out with me. You're definitely going to be a great mother, sis. I have no doubts about it, I assured. Well, I got to get going to the airport. Do you want me to drop you off? Annalise offered since I finally taken my rental back. No, I have a car coming to pick me up. I'm just going to go get my things and put them near the door for when he gets here, I said as I headed to the back. Making my way to the guest room that I'd been staying in, I grabbed my bags and brought my stuff to the door and then waited for the Uber driver to pull up. According to the map, he was five minutes away. I was anxious and excited to go home, but I couldn't wait to get there. I was so anxious to see my babies. I had missed them so much. Wait, boo, here I come, Annalise called out just as the Uber arrived. Walking me out to the driveway, we watched the courteous driver parked got out, and helped me with my bags. Once he had them securely stored in the rear of the truck, I hugged Annalise one last time before getting in the back seat. Call me, she said. I will, sis. Once we got to the airport, I tipped the driver and got my bags wheeled into the airport. The whole plane ride home? That shit was redundant. You don't have to say that. Once we got into the airport, I tipped the driver and got my bags wheeled into the airport. It doesn't have to be said. You can say once I got into the airport, I tipped my I tipped the driver and got my bags wheeled in. The door. The whole plane ride home, I tried to relax and think of everything I said to Joe when we were face to face, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't relax long enough to take a nap. I had asked Nina to pick me up from the airport because Joe had an important meeting today. <laughs> it's with his divorce authority. You're about to get gaffled. Tara had moved to Atlanta, so of course she couldn't come. Nina was more than happy to come pick me up, though. We hadn't had much time to chill since that girls' trip we had taken months ago. I missed her, and judging from the reaction she got when she saw me, I'd say she missed me too. She drove me home and asked, You want some company since I'm off today? Sure. Joe won't be home for a couple hours. And the kids are with his sister. He wants us to talk before he picks them up because he doesn't want to bring any tension to our home. Well, that's understandable. But I'm sure you miss your kids, she sighed sadly. Girl, you have no idea, I replied. Nina veered into my driveway a couple minutes later and got out. She helped me with my bags and then I poured each of us a glass of wine. To get comfortable, we sat on the sofa and caught up on things. What I noticed now that I hadn't before was that ring on her left hand. I didn't know you were engaged, Nina, I gasped as I took her hand. Yes, girl, Frances asked me a few weeks ago, she bragged proudly with a huge smile. I would have told you and Annalise before, but with everything you both have been going through, I didn't want to tell y'all anything because I didn't want it to feel like I was being insensitive. Aw, Nina, I whined as I embraced her. We would have never thought that. We know that you ain't like that, but I'm glad to know that Francis finally popped the question. Me too, girl. I was totally surprised, she said. He planned this romantic dinner and had the ring placed in my glass of champagne. I know that's so cliche, but it warmed my heart all the same. I bet. I'm so happy for you I cheered as we clink glasses. After you put the sh- the ring into the champagne, you you don't drink the champagne, right? Like, that's just a wasted-ass bottle of champagne, or a wasted-ass glass of champagne. Like, how do you pour that out so you can get more champagne? Because I came here to get lit. Like, okay, yeah, yes. Okay, ring, wh- where's my other glass? Where's my clean? Oh, I'm, I'm pouring this out into this fish tank. Fuck y'all. I'll go from the bottle. I pay for this shit. Thank you, Michaela. So, what's going on with Lisey? Are she and Gavin really getting a divorce? Yeah. He crossed the ultimate line when he slept with her sister. Did you know that she's pregnant? No, she didn't know because Lisey don't be giving business. You do. You messy. What? Lisey's pregnant? Yes. And her and Gavin are still divorcing? She asked. I mean, you would think they would stay together for the sake of the baby. Mm-hmm. The baby isn't Gavin's, I informed. What? Yeah, the kid isn't his. I don't even think he knows yet. So, if Gavin isn't the father. Who is? Girl, I don't even know if I should tell you. Motherfucker, you already even started. You can't close your mouth now, I guess. I mean, you could. You can close your mouth at any time. Even after you start talking, you're still able to close your mouth. Tell me what, Nina asked. Well, before I tell you, you have to promise to keep it to yourself. I promise. Okay, Lise's baby daddy is the same baby daddy as her sister. The fuck? I think she was messing with him to get under her sister's skin. You know, kind of like a tit for tat situation. Nothing good could come from her doing that, Nina said as she shook her head. You're right about that. So her sister is also pregnant by the baby daddy, and then she recently found out that another chick was having a baby by the baby daddy. Oh my god, that's some crazy shit, Nina gasped and covered her mouth. Like some Maury Povich or Jerry Springer shit. I can't believe Lisey's caught up in that bullshit. Yeah, she definitely was in her feelings when I left, but I had to come and try and work things out with my husband. I miss him and my kids so much. I'm sure you do. Hopefully, this talk will get the two of you back on track. That's what I'm praying for. Well, you should be cooking him a good meal, Nina suggested. You're right. I'm sitting here running my mouth when I should be cooking for my man, I giggled. I can't wait. This shit's about to happen. Hopping up, I ran to the kitchen to see what kind of meat they had in the freezer that I could defrost easily. Nina followed behind me. Do you want me to help you? Yes, would you? I asked. Hell yeah. Anything to get your marriage back together. After I hugged her quickly, I pulled out some pork chops. While I worked hard to defrost the meat, Nina peeled the potatoes. Once the chops were in the pan smothering with onions, we put the potatoes in a pan with the lid on to cook them down. What are you going to do for dessert? Put some honey and whipped cream on my kitty, hopefully, I said as we busted out laughing. Now, everything that they're doing right now is pointing towards a divorce. I'm I'm good with that. You are so funny, girl. No, but seriously, I think you should do an apple pie, cousin. At least you know that that dessert will get eaten tonight, she clowned. I see you got jokes. I got a little something something, she laughed. The two of us just finished cooking when Joe pulled into the garage. Good luck, babe. You got this, Nina whispered and stole a quick hug, then left out the front door before Joe could make it inside through the lodge door entrance. As soon as he saw me, he broke into a huge smile. Nearly breaking my neck to run over to him, I embraced him tightly with tears streaming from my eyes. "'I missed you so much,' I confessed. "'I missed you too, baby,' he mumbled as he continued to hold me. "'I'm so sorry for everything.' Shushing me, Joe pressed his lips against mine. I didn't know it would be this easy to get my man in the bed, but I guess he really did miss me. We didn't even make it to the bedroom. He stripped my clothes off right there in the kitchen. Picked me up with my bare ass right on the counter. When he stood before me and stuck his tongue in my cat, I thought I had died and gone to paradise. Never had I felt something this good in my life. Tommy didn't even do me like this. May God rest his soul. So let me make sure I got this straight. Joe obviously I've been doing shit. I hope he's been doing shit. But he's doing the same shit to you that he's been doing to you. But now it's the best shit you ever had in your life. But when y'all were, you were saying it was dull. Just a few hours prior, you know what, fuck you, Michaela. After we made passionate love in the kitchen, we took a shower together and made love there. Our marriage is already on the right track because those were two places we had never had sex before. I was enthralled with this man. Then we picked our clothes up off the floor and tossed them in a dirty laundry hamper. Something smells good, he complimented. You mean besides me? i mean in the kitchen, nasty, he said with a smile as he slapped me on the butt. Don't start nothing you can't finish, I told him. Oh, I can finish it, but let me refuel my energy first. We headed to the kitchen for dinner. I fixed the two of us a plate and set it down on the breakfast table. Joe dug right in. I thought I saw Nina's car when I pulled up. Yeah, she kind of dropped me off and helped me cook, I said. Well, the two of you did a great job, because this food is fantastic. We made a pie, too. Well already had my dessert. There's more if you want it, I said. You bet I do, he said as he leaned in for a kiss. So, when do I get to see the kids? You can pick them up from school tomorrow, but before we get into all that, you know that we need to talk. I know you probably thought because we made love, all's forgiven, but we're far from that point. What I am willing to do is work towards that. What do you need me to do, Joe? I'm in this for the long haul, and I don't want to lose you, I pleaded, ready to do anything he asked at that point. That was how badly I wanted my family back. I need to know if you come back home that you won't cheat on me again. That shit really hurt, Michaela. It hurt a lot because I didn't know that there was a problem in our marriage. If I had known, I would have done anything to fix it. Hearing him say that made me feel ten times worse than before. Joe was an awesome husband and an amazing father. He didn't deserve for me to cheat on him like that. He was right and I should have let him know that I wasn't satisfied in bed. If he had known, we could have worked it out together. I promise never to cheat on you again, baby. I was so wrong for doing that and I feel awful for hurting you. I never wanted to hurt you, I confess sincerely. I know you never meant to hurt me, but you did. And you hurt the kids too. We're a team, Michaela. So if something's bothering you, it's bothering me too. All that I ask is that you talk to me when you feel that we have a problem, he suggested. I promise I will, I said as I gently pecked his lips. Joe kissed me back and we cuddled for a few minutes, but then he got up to do some work. When he came back to bed, he didn't talk much, and I didn't press him. The kiss and the words "good night" will have to do for now. Needless to say, things were a little different after I talked, and that was understandable. Not only had I cheated on my husband... I consistently lied to him, and now it was left for me to win back his trust. I mean, come on now. Y'all can make Joe a good guy in this book, and I'm cool with that because Joe does seem like a good person. You did a good job of writing him as a good husband, a good father, and a good man, but you don't have to make him a fucking poodle. I mean, look, if my wife cheated on me, yeah, I'd miss the fuck out of her too, and I would probably do whatever it took to get back to her because we've been in a relationship for so long, but... I don't know. It just feels like after everything that's been built up, there should have been more to this than this. Like this is too easy and too clean of a of a conclusion. I hope there's more. I do. Chapter 22, Gavin. Two months later. Since I was fired from the firm, I had been working from home for the past two months. The money was good, and I didn't have to answer to a boss. It was a win-win situation that I couldn't beat. Throwing myself into my work helped me cope with the loneliness. I hadn't spoken to Annalise or Zakia in months and most of my family that still lived in Portland were doing the wrong things. Now I was left to find a life for myself all by myself. Let me hurry my ass up, I smirked as I checked the clock in the kitchen. Court was in an hour and with the traffic and parking, it was going to take nearly that long to get there. Snatching my suit jacket and briefcase, I ran out to my car and prepared myself mentally to get my client off. Being so deep in thought when I pulled into the downtown parking garage and half an hour later, I almost didn't notice Annalise's car. Hurrying to park mine, I turned around and head over to her to see what she was doing down here. No fucking way, I whispered and paused as I saw James getting out of the passenger side of her car. Increasing my pace, I tried to get over there before Annalise pulled off. With every step that I took, I wondered if they had been seeing each other since that day I got fired. As the tail end of Annalise's car disappeared, James called out to me. Gavin, is that you? Yeah, but was that Annalise's car you were getting out of? Yeah, she gave me a ride because my car's in the shop and the dealership didn't have any more loaners. What brings you down to the courthouse? James asked all in one breath. There this nigga stood asking me what brings me to the courthouse, totally ignoring the fact that my wife had just dropped this corny ass off. Everybody calls you corny, Gavin, but you're calling James corny, which means that's like the corn calling the corn popcorn corny. That joke was corny. I feel bad for that. I'm not going to delete it, though, because that shit is forever. What the fuck was really going on? I knew darn well I warned that Uncle Tom motherfucker to stay the hell away from my wife. Why the hell was she dropping his ass off of the damn courthouse? I must be getting pumped because ain't no way that nigga just disregarded everything I told him. I got it now, though. This nigga was trying to get me out of character. He probably didn't think I had the beat your fucking ass traitin' me. Maybe I should give him a sample. My job. I'm a lawyer, I hissed with a lot of hostility. The look on James' face let me know my attitude didn't go unnoticed. I thought I told you the last time to stay the hell away from my wife. I highly doubt Lisa will agree with that, James laughed. You should be receiving that final paperwork for your divorce any day now, bruh. Was well, this motherfucker seriously testing my gangster and calling Annalise by her nickname and acting like he knew her and all that? I may have been in a $500 suit and tie, but I would dust his little monkey ass off if he said one more fucking thing to me. Get the fuck up out of my face. I demanded in a low but firm tone while I checked my watch. This stupid ass nigga was about to make me late, and if I stood there any longer, I was about to lose my fucking mind. Up in here, up in here, y'all gonna make me go all out, up in here, up in here, rest in peace DMX. I was about to lose my fucking mind, my temper, and possibly my license to practice law. Waving that loser off, I rushed my ass into the courtroom, discombobulated and pissed off. That whole scene in the parking lot screwed my head so badly that I made my client lose his case. Not only did that young cat get mad at my ass, but he tried to jump on me in court. <laughs> Roughed up and wound up, I shot straight to my house. Ripping my clothes off, I showered, changed into my white Nike sweatsuit, and poured me a drink. Contemplating on calling Annalise to check her ass crossed my mind about a dozen times. She probably didn't want to hear shit I had to say, but I had to at least try. Topping off my drink, I made it my one last one before I went out to my car. Knowing I was too fucked up to be operating a vehicle, I figured that I could make the drive since I made it so many times before. After swerving a few times and then spotting a cop parked off in the cut waiting to catch somebody slipping, I straightened my ass up real fast. I rolled the window down to get some fresh air flowing through the car. That woke my ass up real quick. Thoroughly concentrating on the road ahead of me, I obeyed every traffic law known to man. It was difficult as shit, but I made it to Annalise's estate without incident. Struggling to get out of my car because I still had my seatbelt on, I grunted loudly until I was able to escape the restraint. Finally climbing out, I staggered to the door and knocked lightly. When no one answered after what felt like minutes, I pounded a little harder. While my head spun like crazy, I forced myself to stand tall and open my eyes wider so I could concentrate when Annalise opened the door. How the fuck is he going to get back home when he's literally this drunk? She ain't going to let you stay in her house, nigga. Like, what's your what's your plan? you about to get arrested. Ice water, a gunshot, and a slap in the face couldn't have sobered me up when she did. What? My wife couldn't have expected me when she swung that shit open because she had on some tight-fitting lounger that displayed her belly. Annalise's once flat but fluffy stomach was now perfectly round and pudgy. Even with her being a thick chick, her stomach had never protruded like that. Refusing to think the worst, I pushed the ugly notion to the side and apologized for just showing up out the blue. What do you need, Gavin? I told you multiple times, don't show up at my house uninvited and unannounced. Why the hell are you here right now? She sneered with her hand on her hip. And why the hell you keep staring at my damn stomach? As the wicked grin crept across Annalise's face, she posed like she was daring me to say something. It was like she wanted me to ask her about it, but she refused to speak on it first. What's up with you? When I come here and see you looking like this, I think you owe me some type of explanation. <coughs> explanation? Annalise scoffed. We are not even going to go there, Gavin. Oh, no, you shit. What about that? I questioned, pointing to her belly. What about it? She smirked. Positioning herself in a challenging stance, Annalise stared me down. Her acts were only making me more upset. Are you pregnant? I asked, counting back to the last time we had sex. Unless she was about to pop any second, it couldn't be mine. The reality kicked in as soon as that bitch uttered the word yes. My hands went straight to Annalise's throat and I tried to choke the life out of her and that fucking bastard baby that she was carrying. See, this nigga is born in abuse. Like, this nigga is just... is this your only mode? Is this all you can think of? Is this how you cope with everything? I see you don't put hands on... I, you didn't put hands on James. You didn't put hands on Daylo, but you had no problem putting hands on women. This is why Annalise is trying to get away from you. Yeah, she was right for doing it. She may not have been thinking about it when she did it, but this is how it played out. God damn it. Bitch, the nerve of you. You wouldn't have a baby by me, but you got knocked up by a nigga who's got kids with your sister and one on the way? "'How fucking stupid are you?' I barked as I watched Annalise's eyes roll to the back of her head. "'That bitch had to be faking that shit "'because as soon as I released my grip on her neck, "'she knee me so hard that I dropped to the ground in pain. "'Vomiting where I laid, "'I listened to Annalise run down to me "'everything in life that I had done wrong to her. "'You dare bring your ass over here and start some shit with me, "'you fucking drunk-ass motherfucker! "'How dare you! "'After everything you put me through while we were together, "'you fucked my sister!' Had that bitch living rent-free in my goddamn house, giving her the dick that you vowed to give only to me. She was really laying into me, had my head spinning super fast right about now. You got a lot of fucking nerve, Gavin Channing. Humiliated was how I felt, but anger swiftly overpowered it when a late white model Lincoln pulled up in the driveway. As Soon as this mark-ass fool got out, I knew it was him. You all right, Lisey? James went running to her like a little wuss. Oh, so you a tough guy now because you done choked your wife. Run into her like a little wuss because he's going to make sure a pregnant woman is okay. I hope somebody shoots him. Shoot him like you shot Tommy. Just aim straight for the head. Or even better, the knife. And that's just his dick. And then you go up or down, whichever one you want. You alright, Lisey? James went running to her like a little wuss. When his hand crept to her stomach, I must have gotten a burst of energy and jumped back to my feet. Was my wife's baby his? How long have they even known each other? These two were some sneaky motherfuckers and I was sick of being made a fool of. Stepping to James, I cussed his ass out and wound up being the stupid looking one. Bruh, this ain't my kid, but I'm going to be here for them both. If you going to have a problem with it, hell yeah I got a problem with... That punch shut me up. Not enough to drop me, but it dazed me for a minute. Shaking it all quickly, I returned the blow and added a couple more. As I got the best of James, Annalise took it upon herself to intervene by clocking me in the head with a damn stick. Now that shit right there and the gun in my face was a good enough combination to send me back to my car. Retreating with a massive headache, I took my ass right back to the house and so my feelings hurt as hell. Then, to add insult to injury, when I got there, my final divorce papers were waiting on me. I could have gotten Lisey for some of that dough if I had known she was knocked up when we were still married. It wasn't like she could use the same shit on me because Zakia's baby wasn't even mine. As far as the courts will see it, Elise was foul. Fuck both them hoes. Fucking the same nigga. Both of us. I laughed and poured myself another drink. My whole day had been fucked up and I felt I returned the favor. That Zakiya up. I got ready to spill the beans about her sister being pregnant by Daylo, too. Although I got no confirmation that he was a dad, I wasn't a dummy. I could add shit up. The hell you could possibly be calling me for, Gavin? Not to bother you, I laughed, still feeling tipsy. You and the kids good? Yes, Gavin. We're fucking dandy, she said sarcastically. Now, if you're calling me, it must be a reason, so get to the damn point. I don't got time for the nonsense or bullshit, boo. All right. I see things never change, do they? I mumbled under my breath. What the hell did you just say? I said, did you know that Annalise is pregnant? Oh, 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 that's why you calling me, she screamed and started cracking up like it was the funniest thing on earth. Here I thought I was calling to get her upset and rub some shit in her face when she obviously already knew about my wife's pregnancy by her baby daddy. My dumbass is the only one who was kept in the damn dark. I thought you knew, boo. Your little angel, the one who you kicked me to the curb for, is having a baby by my sorry-ass baby daddy, too, she clowned. How's that make you feel, Gavin? I bet you feel like a fucking duck, huh? Like the loser you are? Fuck you, bitch. No, fuck you and your weak-ass sperm, nigga. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, swimmers couldn't even make it far enough to knock me or my sister up. Oh, for two. So well, fuck you, fuck her, and fuck it all. For all I care, you can drop off the face of this earth right after you lose my damn number, motherfucker. Zakia hung up on me after giving me that harsh reality check. It had me doing some serious thinking because she was right. At this point in my life, I was a loser. I had lost everything that meant anything to me. Calling it quits, I tossed my cell to the side and took my ass to bed, praying that tomorrow would be a brighter day. If it didn't, then Summer is going to have to help me because at this point, I couldn't even help myself. I hope tomorrow will bring a better you and a bigger D. I got the strong short dick game and short swimmers that we can see cause my sperm is all weak so I never could be anyone's baby daddy because I got a short dick and my sperm is weak. If I tried I could fly and borrow someone else's sperm then I could knock up someone and it would finally be my turn to be a dad but I can't cuz I'm a punk who hits girls and I don't know if I can get my wife back in my world You see there never will be a better day for Gavin C Cuz I'm a punk ass bitch nigga as you plainly can see so I should never give up On being single and me you need to get up get out and get into it cuz I got a short dick and I'm Gavin C. 916 633 1537. Wretchedandratchet at gmail.com. Uh, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Uh, leave a review at Podchaser or Apple or Stitcher or wherever else you get in the show. Thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. I'll holler at y'all next time. Be good. Peace.